stabbing to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. And I'm Matt. And we have got one hell of an episode one for you tonight. One hell, <laughs> one clown from hell of ah! an episode. Uh, yes, tonight we are talking about the Art the Clown movies. The only thing anyone in horror is talking about yes. the past week. Most especially Terrifier 2, which came out last weekend and is taking the horror world by storm. Uh, it's a real crazy time to I mean, be a fan like of the horror. First one did. The first one took the world by storm, right? Yeah, it it sure did. But this is this like one is bigger because of the theatrical release and everything. <laughs> this is a the for th- for the theatrical release. This is really blowing away all expectations, and we're gonna get into why. But yes, tonight we're talking about the Arthur Clown films. We're gonna cover all of them so far. Uh, we're gonna cover all the hype that's been going on around them, but. You know, before we get into all that, what are we drinking tonight? Oh, wow. We're starting right with that. When you know, when you know that I have different drinks for different <laughs> points in this in this episode. All right. All right. Just um, just just go with your first drink for now. Yeah. So, well, I have a drink that's on deck. Um, So I do have like a beer that I'll just like be sipping. Um, And it's just like a basic pumpkin ale. But um, because I got to stay on theme all, all summer. Or yeah. Summer. Wow. What? All all night. Um <laughs> all autumn. All awesome. Um no, but I have two drinks. So for some some highlights of the episode, I have a drink specifically for Terrifier, so we'll get to that later. But I also because of a a thing we'll talk about later, have a have a shooter that is um I would I guess it's sort of alien inspired, not really. It's like it has Jaeger in it. Um and for some reason Jaeger screams aliens to me cuz like who the fuck likes it? Um <laughs> You'd have to be an alien to like Jaeger. You'd have to be an alien to like Jaeger. But it's like a shooter with like Jaeger and cider and uh, firewater tincture. Um, so it's supposed oh. to make you like want to die. Um, firewater and, tincture. And you that take it out of, a, out of it. Um, it's like it's like schnapps that are just like spicy. Or not schnapps. Um, wow. Bitters that are spicy. Um, Spice bitter. Okay. Yeah. Think, think like act, like think like some sort of like habanero bitters or, you know, like something. something like yeah. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um. So I got them when I was doing Mortal Kombat themed drinks at one point. So I've, I've had these bitters for a bit. Anyway, um, and you take it out of an absinthe rinsed glass so that the aftertaste is really great. Rough. Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, because as you know, there's a certain moment in WNUF2 uh, out there, Halloween Mega Tape, when they drink something that makes them want to die. Um, yep, oh. <laughs> makes them want to. And well, let's not <laughs> that, give everything away. That moment was the inspiration. So um... <laughs> great one. Great choice. OK, yeah. Is there a name for this shooter? That shooter, I haven't, I hadn't settled on one, but I was thinking of just calling it "Drinking the Kool Aid Live on Television." Um, <laughs> That's a good um, one. That's great. So, uh, so me, I, I ran into some issues with tonight's um, drink because I really wanted to make like a, a clown or circus themed drink. Yeah, but I kept yeah. running into when I was looking these up, I kept running into ingredients I didn't have, yes. like circus peanut uh <laughs> circus peanut flavored simple syrup and you stuff like, like that like, like circus peanut like the the gross candy yeah oh, there no! <laughs> there literally is commercially manufactured what? circus peanut syrup for cocktails i 100 uh, thought you were gonna say you had would have had to have made it 
No, um, like wow. you can you can get this from BG Reynolds. I think is oh the one that makes it. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that so, is pretty foul because that I'm, candy is not not. I'm a simultaneously candy. disgusted and curious. Like, oh I'm yeah, like, obviously we both now immediately <laughs> want to try this. Like the at moment this point, we learn like, shit hmm, like that, we're like, hmm, all right. I yeah. really want to try that, but until then, I'm like, well, if I can't do a carnival themed drink, and that's what I really wanted to do. Uh, I had to go with a killer clown theme drink. So I went and found what John Wayne Gacy's drink of choice was. (laughs) And that is why I'm drinking J&B scotch right now. Nice. Oh my God. Sorry. John Wayne Gacy's drink of choice. Yep. Um, Just getting in the mood for some killer clowns. Um, So I also thought about doing something circus themed, like doing like a cotton candy type vibe. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I changed my mind. Um, So I guess, I don't know. I I can talk about what I can talk about what I'll have later, I guess, but uh, because we're going to get to it. I'm not drinking it yet, but yeah. Um, So. Yeah, we'll come around to that. But uh, we've got we've got a whole lot more to talk about tonight before we get to Art the Clown. So let's just blaze ahead here, shall we? Um, we've got a very brief movie news tonight because we had to cover this. This just happened today. The trailer for Megan has come out. You mean yesterday? Yesterday? God, has it been a whole day already? It has 100% like been a whole day. I I've understand, lost, I understand the, the, where you're coming from. I've here. lost time to all the memes and everything. Yes. There's just been yes. so much going on. But yes, the trailer has just come out yesterday. Yes. Um, this is a movie we've already been pretty hyped about. Uh, just produced, from the imagery. Yeah, just from the poster and the fact that it's produced by James Wan. Right. It's directed by the director of Housebound and written by the writer of malignant <laughs> incredible just so incredible. uh we're setting up we're, we're putting a team together here so to speak <laughs> um really excited about that and the trailer just came out and oh my god <laughs> <laughs> this is everything we could have imagined just based off the poster art and everything this is a very creepy little ai robot girl um who's definitely gonna give Chucky a run for his money here. She's like, going to do murder. She's going to do she's, murder. She's going to do so many murders. She's going to do all these TikTok dances that are part of the trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's going crazy about that. There've already been so many like, uh, like fan cams of this character already. So <laughs> it's safe to say this is going to be another, like, this is going to be an experience. knock out of the park yeah. horror movie uh, on the level of malignant. I'm, I'm really just looking forward to like an Annabelle megan chucky crossover like there needs to be like a meeting of the three minds here you know we need we need all <laughs> extended of them universe and maybe uh, like in in like the post credits like scene robert shows up and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> not robert <laughs> play that that song one two three four <laughs> robert's gonna play and then he'll play some more <laughs> I hate that I remember that, by the oh, way. <laughs> really bad. Oh, just never forget the time I watched like all five of those movies, just like in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, shout out to my friend Brian from uh, the Goods podcast who actually visited Robert recently. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, <laughs> like, Robert. <laughs> he did apologize to the doll before <laughs> and ask permission for taking pictures. So. I'm glad uh, he knew how to follow the rules because yes. of our Robert episode. So I'm, yes. I'm glad we did that. We might have saved uh, his life. Yeah. Yeah. Who In knows? a way, our forcing people to watch that 
was a good Samaritan action. It's good that we're spreading the word of Robert. Yes. But yes, anyway, Megan is going to be an exciting installment in the creepy little doll Ovra. Um, so, I mean, I feel like, I mean, obviously the newest Chucky movie was an AI type doll. I don't think anybody thinks that was the best Chucky outing. Um, <laughs> I would think, <laughs> I think this is like, like an exciting step forward in just like bringing that technology into the evil doll world. We don't really yes. have a good example of that yet. So, I mean, right. I'd li- I liked the newer Chucky, but I didn't love the newer Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. That was about where I landed on it yeah. too. And we talked about that earlier we on did. the podcast, we episode, but yeah. <laughs> and we, well, I, I think that's about where we came down was that like, it was, it was pretty good. You know, it's not quite original child's play, but it's a, it's a pretty good movie. It was fun. If you want but, original child's play, just go watch that TV series. So. Yeah, it definitely did give us the idea that like an AI doll was like the next step. That's yes. how you could make something extra creepy. And it seems um, like an obvious next step, right? I mean, yeah. of course we've got to go that direction. Yeah. I mean, the film AI kind of leaned in that direction, okay. although that was Remember a much more AI. <laughs> that was a much more wholesome film and did not only very slightly touched on the creepy possibilities. Uh, but this is going, well, that was back before war. That was before we knew about how creepy AI tech was. Yeah, before we actually had to had to live every day with AI yeah. technology. <laughs> so now we've got a lot more information. We're we're firmly on the side of fuck this shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So definitely looking forward to that. Let's talk about what we've been watching recently because oh my God. Once again, it's Halloween season. We've been watching horror movies nonstop. They've been releasing new horror movies nonstop. It's like it's endless. It is endless. We can right barely now. keep up with this stuff. It's it's like the Oscar season it's all like over. Every again. weekend I'm like, whoa, what shit hits especially now that like streaming services have just become like the norm. Like it's oh, like yeah. it's like every weekend, every platform has a new horror movie. And that, like, all right. <laughs> yeah. That makes it so much crazier too, because it's like when when stuff's just getting released in theaters, there's a limit on how many new movies come out each weekend. But last weekend, not only did like three new horror movies come out theatrically, but also like an entire season of The Midnight Club dropped on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I started then, like, that. I forgot about mo- that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it's looking great. But it's also like, oh, man. And then they also dropped like three other new streaming movies. And I was like, wow. How is anyone supposed to keep up with this? The answer is you're not. No, you're just supposed to watch movies in your free time. But that's not what we do. No, what you have to do is pick the ones that seem like they give the most Halloween month vibes and save the rest for another time. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. true. So we are now the time to watch the heavy hitters. Now's the time to watch the stuff that feels like that's like set at Halloween time. Yeah. Or like has distinctly spooky season vibes like like. I don't, I don't know. Like Hellraiser counts because it's an iconic slasher character, you know, like you can watch that now, but maybe you want yeah. to hold off on some of the other recent releases that are just like home invasion horror. Like that happens all the time. Well, True. hold on. That does not happen all the time. I hope, <laughs> but like um, <laughs> home invasion is just uh, so very blah these days, you know, um, Who, whose home hasn't been invaded, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's true. I unfortunately have not seen the new Hellraiser yet. So I we'll have, get so to I that. Have, but we'll get to at it. some point. Um, but a movie that is specifically set in the October month, uh, is smile, which I just watched last night and which just passed a hundred million at the box office, 
which is absolutely insane. Wasn't it? Uh, Didn't it give like it was like the best box office since like August or something like that on its first weekend, and everybody was like, "Oh hell yeah!" Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie just made a hundred million. It was made for seventeen, I believe. Um, yes, yeah, seventeen million. Yeah, so that's quite a multiplier there. Um, they're doing very well. Only in its second week. Um, and yeah, I really like this film. Yes. It kind of reminded me of drag me to hell. A little bit, a little bit drag me to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's less about like a, a, like a curse because you were a bad person, but yeah. Yeah. It's also kind of like a, a smarter version of truth or dare minus the truth or dare thing. It's just, it's just, you're just thinking about the visuals. It's got a, it's (laughs) got a smiling monster, but also the fact that it can like, you know, take on anybody's face. Well, that's like, it follows. I thought about it follows. Yeah. It follows definitely, definitely in there as well. Uh, Like it's the sort of thing. It does feel like a lot of horror movies we've seen recently, but it it has its its own unique voice. It's like the, it's like going for like the, the thematic heft of a, of a lights out movie um, like lights Mm -hmm. out, which was like about like depression and all of that. Um, And so this is definitely dealing with like, mental illness in its own way yes Um, this is definitely um, one of those modern horror movies that's about hashtag trauma um yeah but this one actually does like first of all it does it like it actually is about trauma it does it just like pretending it's about trauma um um i would also say that it does it while still leaning in pretty heavily to a lot of just like pure horror elements like like yeah it's about something but it's not like it's also not trying to be like quote unquote highbrow horror or elevated horror. Like it's not like it comes yeah. at night or something where it's like right. quiet and slow burn. It's like pretty steadily creepy and and a lot throughout. Like I would say I would say like the first two thirds of it remind me a lot of hereditary, where it's like the horror comes more from like watching people in really uncomfortable, intense situations. Yeah. And like having like mental breakdowns and stuff like that there's like some really good depiction of mental illness in this movie yeah um that's like the central idea behind here is like basically trauma this is a a entity whose um nature is off of it it's feeding off trauma yeah yeah. the, the the nature of this entity is never fully revealed in this movie but what we do know is that the smile demon or whatever it is uh travels from person to person um, after they get traumatized by seeing someone commit suicide yes. uh, under the power of this smile entity. Yes. And so uh, the movie is all about just one, one victim of this creature experiencing all of that. And it's very disturbing, very troubling, but like also there's a lot of it that it really feels like, okay, like this, it's kind of reasonable that the other people like don't believe that this entity exists because it can just be explained as like post-traumatic stress disorder, other stuff like that. Right. Because of the nature of how it, it, it quote unquote infects you. It's um, it's coming at a time when it necessarily everybody's going to think that you're just having a breakdown. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, also just because, I mean, it, well, I, seeing it sounds crazy is kind of like a harsh way to put it in terms yeah. of this movie specifically. But yes, of course, it sounds crazy, right? Like if you try to tell somebody that you're being stalked by a demon that 
just smiles at you or something. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and, the, and the movie's all about that. Like, it's all about like how you can't explain this stuff to someone. And, and like you see multiple times, the main character of this movie tries to explain to people and they just call her crazy. And they say like, they don't get crazy it. The people right who are, who are, who, who don't experience it. Just don't get it. They can't get it, which is of course thematic. Um, so I like how the, the, the creature at many times is like, you sure you haven't let something in like stuff like that. (laughs) Like it's, it's about like cracks forming and like the perfect uh, mask that you've formed between yourself and regular society to try to pretend that everything is normal. And that's what the smile is. The smile is like the pretense that things are normal. The face that you put on, but the movie makes it so good. So obviously fake. The the, the mask in this one is just so obviously hideously fake, which is what makes it so scary. And the smiles are pretty creepy. Um, Very creepy. None creepier than like um, fucking what's her name? Um, The psychiatrist. Um, Oh yeah. Hers is, (laughs) hers is great because you get to see the smile form on her face. Like most of them, like you just get like a quick cut to somebody who's smiling really creepily and it's like, Oh God. But this one, you see the smile form on her face and she starts saying creepy shit and then walking right over the couch. And yeah, Yeah. that's a great scene. That's Um, really, really creepy. Um, We should, we should mention the marketing for this film, which really utilized this unique element of the movie. They, they had people, go to baseball games and sit behind home plate and just smile at the cameras the entire time. It's so creepy. (laughs) Giant (laughs) creepy smile wearing a t-shirt for the film. So like, you know, make sure that like people know what this is about, but like, that's one of the better viral marketing things I've seen recently. Cause it's so hard to like really penetrate the social discourse these days. Like it used to be, if you did something like this back in like 2008 or something, everybody'd be talking about it. Right but nowadays, there's so many people trying to like go trending that it's hard to hard to really break through. But man, they they actually managed to get some people to take notice with that one. That's right. that was a weird fucking thing they did. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was very creepy. Um, it was effective. People remembered it. Um. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I liked this movie. Um, I thought Sosie Bacon as the lead was just fucking awesome. Oh, um, she was so she was good. So good. Um, Daughter of Kevin Bacon, which I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I did not realize <laughs> did, that. Did not going put in. that together. And then I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, um, Kevin Bacon and um, God, who's he with? I should know this. Um, but um, yeah. Um, she was so good in this. And uh, speaking of like the mask, you Kira really, Sedgwick, Kira Sedgwick. That's then. what it is. Yes. Um, I knew it was somebody else also famous. Um, so, um, yeah, she's so good. Um, she's just really good. I also like that. I mean, I'm sure she's been in other stuff, but this is the first thing I really like remember her from. Um, yeah. I mean, like this is a very acting heavy horror movie. Cause there's like, there's some, there's some decent effects in here. But most of the horror comes from people's performances, oh and Sosie Bacon 30. was amazing. Sorry, that makes me want to die. Um, um, I thought she was like <laughs> a couple years older than me. Um, <laughs> no, no, I definitely thought she was like she's around our oh, age. Oh, she was in know? she was in Thirteen Reasons Why as a character. I don't remember. Um, uh, Caitlin uh, Stacy as Laura Weaver also incredibly good in the opening minutes of this movie. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Really turned yeah. up the frights early in this yes. picture yeah. uh and she only gets a few minutes on screen but she knocks it out of the park 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, overall, just so many good, good performances. And you can really like the way you see Sosie Bagan's character, like unravel in this movie. Great. Just great. Um, like the, the image of her at that one point where she's sitting in her car, like shoveling a cheeseburger and fries into her <laughs> mouth, will like haunt me forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like, just think about that when you th- like the opening, you see her so put together and then the way she falls apart. It's just yeah. like, Whoa. Um, yeah. The, the complete contrast of who she's become by the end is, is really great. Yeah. Um, it's good. Also uh, worth noting that this is based on like a short, it's just an expansion of a short film. Yeah. Happened. Um, usually when the horror movies are based off of the shorts it is not so great um (laughs) this one did it really really well um so was really pretty impressed um yeah yeah um also wanted to highlight the sound design in this movie because uh i was really noticing that i feel like this is one that really benefits from seeing in a theater or at least with like a really good surround sound system Right. Because they're like the music in this was so interesting. It's just like this aggressive, percussive type minimalist music that like really highlights each scene really well and like creates this dread in the background. Um, And just also there's so many scenes where um, like our protagonist is, is hearing people like whispering from other parts of the house or something, just like a very quiet voice calling her name or something. And you right. can hear that it's so perfectly placed in the sound design when you're in the theater. Um, that was a really nice touch and right. perfectly created that sense of paranoia that you're looking for with this movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 Really, I agree. That was very, very effective. Just so, so many, so many things about this movie are effective. Um, it's, it's exciting to see like a nice, mostly original. I mean, I, you know, it's based on a, a short, but you know, the director of the short got to do this one, so that's not a, you know, that's I still consider it original. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, you know, it's nice to see like an original get like a huge amount of success and just be like a very strong debut, really. Also, because it is a directorial debut in the. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool to get yeah. to, you know, direct the movie of your own short. Right. You know who else got to do that? Uh oh. James Wan. Woo. <laughs> with Saw. Yeah. That. So, yeah. I mean, I could see a sequel being made to this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I hope Galner will do it. He'll come back. I don't know it. if this will be a whole franchise, but, uh, like this, this, I mean, look at the money it's made. This could definitely spawn a sequel right. and there's definitely enough room for a sequel. I feel like we don't know very much still about the nature of this creature by the end of the movie, but we've definitely seen the damage that it can do. And we've got enough hints that we want more. Well, we've so. got entire, pa- we know there've been past victims and we know it, we know there's, a lead in this movie who could very easily be a lead in a second movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that, that scene where, where she goes to the, uh, the art historian's house and sees all the drawings that he made before he died. I was like, Oh man, like, are we going to get some, some backstory here? Did some like lore. The, yeah, did, the lore. Is it, is it lore time? But we got very you little out we of love there. Lore, but I but feel yeah. like, I feel like the movie was specifically teasing us at that point. I'm like, Oh, you want the lore, don't you? You dirty boys, but not now. We're saving that for the sequel. So. I did want to know like more about the thing. I wanted to know more about what it was. Exactly. Like yeah. I wanted to know that it was like like I want I wanted them to like 
I wanted a new Bagul. I was ready. I was yeah, ready yeah. We we need like an ancient legend from like Sanskrit times. Yes, uh, we need some so, more ancient evil to to come forward. Um, yeah. So yeah, alas, well, none of give that. Us, <laughs> give us that sequel. Give us that lore. We're all ready for it. Um. Uh, all right. So we got to move on. There's a lot to talk about tonight. As I said, we've done um, so much. I just I just want to briefly breeze by glorious we've talked about the fact that you watched this previously i did i watched this recently and i thought it was pretty good you know this is yeah this is like my typical reaction to like a like a shutter streaming original i'm like yeah yeah that was good that's exactly what i wanted to see tonight right um you know it's all about ryan quentin trapped in a bathroom talking to some ancient god who needs him to help save the universe from being destroyed. Yeah, um, the ancient God is voiced by JK Simmons. It's just yeah. so important to note that it's so important <laughs> it to is. note that this ancient massive God is JK Simmons. I love the idea of an ancient God with the voice of JK Simmons. It just seems right. Um, and like, I got, I definitely got saw vibes from this in that, you know, we're trapped in a bathroom. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a yeah. guy who has to do some kind of brutal stuff to, in order to survive. So yeah, definitely got that vibe here. Um, the only other thing I wanted to highlight here, other than the people should check this out. It's a fun movie. Um, is that after I finished watching this, I was like, okay, uh, I've got a little while before I want to go to bed. So, Let's turn on an episode of Creep Show, also on Shutter. And what do you know? Ryan Quentin was also in that episode. Oh yes. So we're we're in full Ryan Quentin mode this Halloween. Like, hold on, happening. I'm going Ryan Quentin mode. <laughs> I'm um, going Quentin mode. We're gonna bring out Dead Silence again. The clam chowder. The clam chowder scene. Oh no so upsetting i was definitely i was definitely thinking about the claim chatter at that point i was like oh boy all right while we're talking about shutter let's go on to deadstream deadstream Um, another shutter original yes this one very cool i mean uh this is taking the found footage genre to you know the the 2020s we've seen a couple other kinds of versions of that with like host um but this one is about like twitch streaming basically like like the live stream idea um and it's about like a basically a twitch streamer who has been canceled and now his big comeback is doing this live stream from a haunted house yes he has been he really has been canceled he is like i mean no offense to um what's his name um the director and a star um joseph winter who both yeah. directs and stars no mm-hmm. no offense to him but this guy is the most annoying human possibly <laughs> of all time i mean just like completely if you were around him you would want to smack him in the face he really does encapsulate like the the jake paul like douchebag internet personality yes. persona yes I like when the movie makes fun of like PewDiePie, like explicitly. Like I'm like, thank you. Like they literally even just say PewDiePie. <laughs> they like, well, they <laughs> like, when they were when they were saying like that, like he was gonna die. They're like, well, I guess PewDiePie is number one again. 
Oh, oh boy. That was very funny. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh God, I can't believe PewDiePie has been relevant for so long. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so Joseph Winter as as the lead here is just so completely insufferable. Um, his name is Sean, like you said. Um, and he is just so terrible. Like, he'll be like, yeah, I didn't mean to be racist. And it's like, hold on, what? And like, you'll see comments like, don't be sexist again. And it's like, wait, what did he? You Like, you never really know what he did exactly yeah. to be canceled like the last time but it seems like he's done a ton of shit they mostly explain it near the end but yeah it's still clear that he's done a lot of other stuff that we don't know about um i mean it seems clear to me that like officially being quote-unquote canceled was like a culminator culmination effect yeah it was like all right like eventually you've just you've done too much it's time yeah it was like this was coming for a while this was just this the one big thing you did to finally push it over the edge yes but you know he does he does become somewhat sympathetic towards he the did, end. No, he becomes. I mean, he becomes sympathetic in the face of evil ghost witch spirits. Like that's you know, of course, like I'll root for him over them. Yeah. Um, and he sort of ingratiates himself. Like, you get the idea that he is just kind of like an idiot. Um, like yeah. less so like the things that he's done that have been wrong. It's less so that he's done anything maliciously. It's just that he's like not the brightest bulb. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do like how um, this movie, while being like found footage, gives you a whole num- number of reasons why they can make it still look like cinematic and sound cinematic. It's like yes. he's carrying this tape recorder with him that has because like of course a score that he's composed for yes. this. And he sets up cameras all over the house and has like a tablet that he can switch between cameras so that it gets all the right angles at the right time. Like, okay, yeah. Like the first the first ten minutes of this are all like very heavy setup. Uh like just like I'm placing all these cameras, I'm doing all this stuff. Here's my stream deck, here's all this shit. Yes. Um once we-, we get through all that, it's like now I see like why we've done all this because they it it transcends the usual like shaky cam found footage stuff. Like the the sh- the cinematography in this is really good. Everything looks amazing in this film and sounds really good too. Yes. Um, and that's key because they're, they're like there's so much time in this film is spent placing cameras and doing stuff. You're like, all right, well, you better make it worth it. And it is. It is, yeah. The, the whole second half of this movie is just like pretty batshit, like um running around, very practical effects, evil things, chasing this guy. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> um it's it's so first of all, we should be clear that this is like definitely a comedy. This yeah. is not like it's it a is, horror it, comedy. It's all it's it has horror elements, obviously. It is a horror, but it is very much in the in the comedy vein. Um yeah, but what I like too is that this is like this is a genuinely scary horror comedy. Like this isn't just like a, a comedy with horror like a horror overlay. This is like a horror movie that has like some pretty funny moments in it. And I would say it has a decent amount of fun. I mean the the like the evil things are like very much like inspired by the evil dead and they, yeah they kind of yeah. look like they're using the same like practical effects technology that the evil dead used yeah um, it's awesome i mean i think it's fucking great um and like the 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 main evil girl starts acting just like a, a kandarian demon deadite <laughs> like by the end i'm just like yeah okay, we're- she's like <laughs> talking to him and also like wisecracking and like insulting him and stuff i'm like yep this is just like evil dead it's <laughs> very funny it's like it's like this movie so like i mean if you watch horror and if you listen to us i assume you do um you have seen like you know fucking ghost encounters um you know it's like that but like grave encounters grave encounters yes sorry ghost yes. encounters is the actual tv show that grave encounters was, <laughs> yes was doing um 
I was um, definitely thinking about Grave Encounters during this. I was like, oh, I want to go watch that again. The first that... Grave Encounters is pretty creepy. Uh, that's that's a good... I thought the second one, I, I feel like I remember liking that one too. Um, the second one is is kind of mixed, but it has some really cool elements to it. Like cool I, imagery in that, I, I definitely got some vibes from that. one where they go through the this... weird, creepy, ancient doorway in the bottom of the house. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one thing that I wish that this film had done is that like they sort of dabble a little bit in like the fact that the spirits in this house can manipulate you psychologically. But the one thing that I wish they'd done is that the entire time he's interacting with his audience on, on this version of Twitch, this fictional version of Twitch or whatever, I wish they'd done something with that. Like had, had the chat suddenly start like bullying him or like saying creepy stuff. And it turns out it's the demons just influencing. his Oh mind. yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing I felt like was missing because like, obviously with a live stream element, that's something that you could play with, but you know, that's, that's the just an idea. I had. There've been some other movies that, that toy with like what the, the folks watching are saying. Um, there was like an exorcism movie that came out on um, shutter and it's like, where I can't remember what it was called, but they do like exorcisms on like, they stream them basically. Yeah. And in the movie yeah. That they, that it's very clear that the, the, the characters in the movie have always like been faking it, but for this one, it, it's suddenly real. And so like the watchers are, I can't remember how that one went. And then there, um, there've been some others that had stuff to, but like usually to less, they're less successful. Like when the uh, movies about where like, it's like streaming have been less successful than dead stream. Um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But some, some are successful. I thought, you know, this one was, I thought, um, Gonjum haunted asylum, the South Korean film a few years ago was pretty effective too. Um, that one was more like, that was a pure horror. It wasn't a comedy. Um, but yeah, so it, this one did it pretty effectively, but I agree. I wish that had been more of a part of the um, the evil entity's plan. Um, yeah, but maybe the but, evil the evil entity in this movie is like a woman who was from way before this technology existed. She didn't know how the fuck to use that. Yeah, um, but she but she does seem to have some familiarity with it. Like she's aware with the she's aware of the idea that he has an audience and that right, yeah, which is important. The fact that he has an audience, and yeah. she's able to manipulate him that way. Um, but it, it, like she, she's actually surprisingly tech savvy from someone from the eighteen hundreds. Um, well, but, she's had a lot of time to just sit around and watch. Um, yeah, she's a fun character too. I like how she's like she's still even in death, like really dedicated to people liking her poetry. Oh my like god, that. it's so funny! And when she like talks, and he'll be like, it, "No, the poems are boring." And she's like, "It's not boring. <laughs> <laughs> These are good poems." <laughs> so funny. Um, He's totally able to like coax her out by being like, "Oh, these poems are actually really good." You know? <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it was very funny. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Deadstream if you have Shutter or anything. Um, yes, it was it was worth it. It's pretty fun, um, and it Highly is very recommend. firmly in the spooky season vibe. It's like a old haunted house, like at night. It's very it's very fitting. So yeah, and and it's it's a good it's a great like middle ground. I feel like for if you don't want to watch something too scary, but you still want to like jump a couple times, this is right in that area. And you want like, to, you, you'll be able to sleep after watching it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, cause it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's still a comedy at the end of the day. Um, It'll definitely scare you though. And, yeah, um, absolutely. Unlike things that we're going to talk about later, which are not for everybody's no. <laughs> viewing. Um, yes. yeah. Okay. So, um, when we're talking about 
stuff that everyone can watch. Here's something that really everyone can watch. Hocus Pocus 2. Um, <laughs> I like gotta, our assumption there. Everybody has access to Disney Plus. Well, right? that's I guess I guess not everyone can watch, but everyone could watch. More people I, can watch that than Deadstream. I, I don't think I don't think anyone would be scared by this. Um, oh, you mean in that context? Yes. yes everybody I mean, can watch it on a like will it scare me level. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So this one, uh, we just, I just watched Hocus Pocus, the first one recently, um, which is not always. The, okay. Yeah. Not like, for the first time. Sorry, the way you the, said it made it sound like you'd watched it for the first time. And I was like, wait, no, 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 no. I, I watched this back in the night. Come on, man. All right. I don't fucking uh, know. You, the way you worded that was very upsetting. All right. I watched it again recently and, um, you know, I was reminded why this is such a classic. It's fun. It's like it actually is kind of scary for like a child audience, I think. Like the original. Uh I feel like it does like at least the beginning does not hold back on like how evil the villains are in this okay. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with that. And they're, I have some thoughts on the sequel as a result child, of that child child <laughs> spirit eaters. They're not good people um which is my biggest problem with the sequel here uh they made the sanderson sisters too nice in this one they're yes they it, really dulled them down quite a bit i okay look i enjoyed a lot about this 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 sequel it's very nostalgia so if you just want some like mindless yeah. nostalgia it's the movie for you they um, they revisit all the main moments like don't worry about it they yeah. <laughs> they hit all the points there, there's musical concerned. numbers there's everything um the character yeah anyway uh you know what i didn't appreciate that this movie like tried to do some weird like redemption arc for bet midler character like i fuck off she's yeah. evil she wants to boil children and eat their souls like what are you yeah. talking about <laughs> like <laughs> like what i did not like that at all it, it it was like a very like have your cake and eat it too like it was like oh we know everybody likes them so we don't want to make them too evil and i was like but we liked them after the first one too yeah, we like them because they were fun and creepy and evil. Like that yeah. that's all they have to be. They don't have to be good people too. Right. Right. I did not I, I really that really irritated the shit out of me. It, I also I also think that in the context of the movie itself, her redemption doesn't even make sense. So no. the, like the whole it's thing just, is she's like, like, I just want to be with my sisters. And I'm like, what? You treated them like shit the whole movie and yeah. the whole past movie too. Like if, if there's anything we've learned from the two movies is that she thinks she's more important than her other sisters and mostly just ignores them. Right. But now that's suddenly whole, she cares. Like, that's part of the humor of both movies is that she's always like looking out for herself instead. Like it's all about her. Um, oh my gosh. I don't know. Yeah. It was, it really drove me up a wall. Like there were a lot of, enjoyably cute silly dumb moments about this movie that i like mindlessly enjoy and then every time i thought about it i'd be like why are we doing this why are we make it like it's so like you know it's the same complaint i have about slasher movies they like try to make like the the killer like they go cynical and make the killer like you're supposed to root for michael myers or jason it's like fuck off like i don't yeah like you i don't have to root for them like <laughs> if anything you should be making the villain scarier because yeah. now like we've been watching for 10 movies you got to give us something new yeah. and surprising um but yeah i mean like i still i still really like this movie i thought that ultimately you know it's 
it's about the best that you could do for a follow-up to Hocus Pocus like 30 years later. Right. Um, you know, it, it was fun. They gave you everything you wanted. You got to see Billy Butcherson again. You got to see the singing and the dancing. Um, you know, I, I feel like it could have been a little less like just pandering to the audience and definitely could have done without trying to redeem the villains, of the movie, but I, there were, there were also things I really liked about it too. Like I, I liked that the, uh, the kids in this one were kind of like forming their own coven of witches. Yeah. Like that, that was kind of interesting. Was cute. I like that. I feel like I that liked could've... Pony Hale and Sam Richardson being in this movie. Yeah. That oh was yeah. Really fun. They um, were both so... really funny, especially I really love Sam Richardson. Like he's just his... so funny. He is always he, so well, funny. Well, <laughs> he had such a great arc in this. Like as someone who like started out thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a witch. Like I, I have this witch shop full of all these things. I've got Sanderson's book and stuff like that. And then as soon as the Sanderson shows up, he's like in way over his head. He's like, oh, I don't want to be doing this at all. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that he was funny. He was really, really funny. Um, so like, there is stuff to like about this. I just, it's like one of those things that it like every time I think about it, I fixate more and more on what they did to like. It's just so emblematic of twenty twenty two Disney movies where they like yeah. can't make that like they have to make everything. It's like so. It's just so much more sanitized than the original, which is crazy. It's right, twenty twenty two. We should be less sanitized, if anything. It's actually like it was pretty crazy going back to like watch the original and be like, every oh, other yeah. joke is a joke about how this kid's a virgin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that that was pretty funny. And like also, it's like it's surprising like how scary the Sanderson sisters are at times, even when they're like silly. And so, what's interesting about that movie is that like it it's a good contrast when they do something silly, like get scared by a, like a fire engine or something right because the rest of the time they've been terrifying they've been trying to murder children right like if you're a child it's it's spooky it's creepy that's Um, what makes the the vibe of the movie fun and yeah i remember being scared by this as a kid i remember being scared of the idea that someone might turn me into a cat for eternity yeah that was creepy and that that's what horror for children should do we don't have to like treat them with a velvet glove all the time you you still want to scare children you just do it at their level you know something that'll scare children without being terrifier too (laughs) yeah (laughs) which we'll get into um (laughs) but yeah but ultimately like i feel like what this was ultimately was a a good way to revisit the property for the fans like who've seen it before. I don't think this is necessarily something that kids who haven't seen the original are going to be overly interested in. It's just like it's a good follow up for 90s kids. Yeah, that like- really it's very clear that's what it's for. It's for fans of the original. It's not for new fans in that way. Um, so whatever. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, but, ultimately, yeah. I I recommend it. It's a good thing to check out, but you know, that's that's where Disney's at right now. It it's uh, just so emblematic of current Disney. It like it's so, it's it it covers Disney's best and worst impulses in 2022. It's like both of them at once. It's so mm-hmm. annoying, but it's also enjoyable. So I won't rant anymore. I could rant okay. about this movie for long. <laughs> one one more thing I wanted to cover before we move on to our clown friend. Um, 
you said that you had a, an interesting night recently with alien movies. Oh, wait, uh, will you? Yeah. Well, tell, tell us about this first and then we'll get into that came before the, my alien night came before the, big, the one the that big, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it came before my version of that one. It might've been like the same night as your other one. Um, as yeah. yours. Um, yeah, I like had so I like came home one night and I was like, what am I gonna watch? And I watched Horror in the High Desert, which is like this movie about this guy who like goes out and like just like he does like bear grill survivalism videos on YouTube. Um also he's like a gay man in the movie, which is like kind of cool representation. Um but it's like it's like he's all like getting lost in the desert and like it, everybody's like, Was he taken by aliens and shit like that? And somehow after that, I decided to watch like three found footage movies about like the phoenix lights like it was just like i was like i'm gonna find like every found footage horror movie i can find that's about like the phoenix lights phenomenon and the aftermath that i can find you know there's like phoenix forgotten the phoenix tapes like i was just watching everything i could find um and i was like getting into it i was like oh my god the aliens are gonna get me even though like i'm not gonna get lost in like the deserts of like arizona like that's just like not ever a thing that's gonna happen to me because i'm not really gonna go to arizona like if i do i'm gonna be in phoenix i'm not gonna be in the desert part um well i guess phoenix is kind of the desert but you know what i mean um i'm not gonna be like out wandering by myself um so it's like have i had like a very serious like alien night i was up until like four in the morning watching these alien horror movies and i was like holy shit um <laughs> that, like, they- that's a dark place to be like going to bed at four in the morning having watched like eight hours of alien movies yeah i was you know and like every so often Ooh. i get into my like phases with like horror subgenres, like and like very yeah. niche ones you know like i'll have like times where i'm just like i need this very niche type of horror and this time i needed found footage alien horror um specifically about the phoenix lights but i probably would have accepted something else if it had been if it had been presented to me um as long as it was found footage and alien um you know, I'm surprised I didn't watch like what was it VHS two where they have um, that one yeah. alien segment. Um, got, oh man, the 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 alien one with the or is that uh, the just experiments. The first one? I can't remember. So. Um, yeah, um, maybe they have multiple VHS and and maybe multiple VHS segments have aliens. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I'm I, I'm thinking of the one where it's like the kids having like a they're like doing like a sleepover or something and the the aliens come. Um, oh no, I was thinking about the one where like the guy like the girl realizes that like her boyfriend well she doesn't realize but like the girl has a boyfriend who's like experimenting on her with aliens and stuff oh you're the um the one in the first one where it's like webcam it's like skype calls yeah 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 that one is one too yes uh, i <laughs> so there's like a specific type of alien found footage i was into that doesn't really it's not quite the same i need one where it's like like ufo alien like there's like ufos flying around and shit like that you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. yeah um i need like little i was looking for like little green people okay Um, (laughs) little green like i could have watched nope if i hadn't been into found footage right because i was specifically like if there's not a ufo sighting in this movie i don't want it um so that was like where i was you know so i was thinking of like there's that one vhs segment where it's like the kids and they have the party and they have the dog but then the aliens are coming and it's like flying above them I think it's VHS. I, it's like it might be VHS two. It might be VHS three. There's so many fucking I, VHSs at this point. Um, yeah, there are. There's the gonna be more. One, it, yeah, there's gonna be the '80s one, and we haven't even gotten '99 yet. So it's gonna be '99 well, yeah. and then '99. '99 is coming out yeah. soon, and then we're gonna. We've just and then found also out that that VHS one where it's like the extra dimensional 
things and they do like the weird spooky satanic thing but oh, what that's a vhs segment if i'm okay honest. we're getting in the weeds yeah. with VHS um, anyway, there's now, like yeah. a lot of like alien stuff that i could have been into so i was having a very alien time which led in quite nicely to a shared movie experience we had but separately shared <laughs> yes Yes, so we need to talk about this before we get into anything else. This was quite the unplanned coincidence. Yes. Uh, we both saw the WNUF Halloween sequel, yes. also known as the Out There, Out there Halloween, Halloween Megatape, Mega um, which is the sequel to WNUF Halloween Special, Yes, which we've talked yes. about on the pod before. Uh, we both saw this in a theater... At Alamo Draft House. No, no, no. I didn't see it at no. Alamo. But oh, you didn't see it at Alamo. Okay, yeah. well, we'll get into that. We both saw this in a theater and uh, with the director present, present. there with to her give for a Q&A. A Q&A. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very cool. And we got, uh, at least I got to meet the director. I did. Well, I bought uh, a DVD, so I, yeah. I talked to them as I was buying it. So, yeah, um, yeah. We, we, we bought the DVDs too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was very cool. So, we got to talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, we've talked about WNUF Halloween special before. Right, uh, we did, yes. yeah. Very briefly, it is a film that is presented as a live broadcast from the 80s. Or a where, recording of it. Yeah, a recording. a recording of a live broadcast from the 80s. I think that's an important <laughs> yes, yes. stipulation. Yeah, it's a recording, like... like a VHS recording because that's the premise. There's supposed yes. to be like tapes you found at like a local video store. Like, yeah. Kind of uh, like, you know, like VHS, like other stuff like that, like found footage, but on VHS, which adds that extra bit of special oomph to it. Right. Um, so this is supposed to be a recording of a live broadcast from the eighties of like a, just a local TV stations, Halloween special where they're going to a haunted house with some uh, ghost hunters talk to some ghosts and things go horribly wrong yes as you might expect uh and it's full of like 80s commercials and stuff and like little bumpers Mm -hmm. that like really sell the whole immersion of it right um absolutely love that movie it was so So much fun fun. it's everything that i love from like horror halloween stuff found footage uh, just everything. It was so immersive and fun, and it just had this really great DIY spirit to it yes. that I loved. Um, the sequel is very much the same thing, just as charming, just as great. Um, this one uh, is set in the 90s, and it's about um, a uh, UFO landing this time. <laughs> Yes, uh, sighting, uh, sighting, landing, sighting slash landing. Um, it's really, so what's interesting about this one is that it's kind of divided in two. Um, there's like a first half where it's like a girl, a woman doing as a talk show host. Um, which is like very yeah. funny. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the setup for her character. So like you yes. see her doing her normal talk show host thing and she's doing like a Halloween special. So she's talking about like spooky things, but she hasn't really gotten into the aliens yet. And she actually talks about the previous uh, Halloween special and like whether it was a hoax or not. Um, So we've got like that shared universe element here. And then apparently she loses her talk show. She ends up having to be on this goofy, like mysteries of the world type. Like it's something uh, that airs on like 
what the fucking history channel these days like yeah the that, history channel is all about aliens and ghosts now <laughs> that um, sort of thing like yeah. oh really aliens and ghosts uh um so she gets relegated to that and um it's like her trying to make that fun and interesting on halloween yes um because they're doing things... a big special on halloween night about um how there have been alien sightings at the in this small town and so everybody's like whoa are the aliens coming and so it's like supposed to be like an expose on the aliens yeah yeah um so i i absolutely love this i felt so like it funny. was such a good follow-up to the previous one and unlike the 80s one where most of my awareness of it is based off of like my exposure to other media for this one. I was like, Oh, this really does feel like the kind of TV that I used to watch in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was very, very authentic. The commercials (laughs) and everything were so spot on. They were also so funny. Like there were so many great ideas in here. Like every time it got to a commercial break, it was like, like I was almost looking forward to the commercial breaks right. because there were just so many goofy ideas that they had crammed into the commercials. They were, um, they were so fun and so funny. And like, um, I mean, it was true the first one too, but I really felt like this time, like they were like very sharply politically minded. Like there were, there were a lot of like, like talk, there was a lot of thought about how like media was pushing certain ideas in the nineties and like what media was yeah. like in the nineties, which was just like really fun satire Um, yeah yeah there was like a running bit of like political ads where like the two candidates were hitting back at each other with like ridiculous attacks and stuff ridiculous attacks or like the ridiculous water gun ad where it was like teaching boys to like shoot their teachers like i'm gonna shoot my teacher (laughs) yeah Uh, bring your gun to school (laughs) um just like a good you know just like so like that is what it was like in the 90s too when you were like being at like sold that shit um yeah it's like these ridiculous ideas um so it was it was just very the ads were so smart and so funny this time um and they were the first time too but um i think the the first time I just had to assume that they were appropriate. This time I like, I knew that that like, yeah, said, that's what the nineties felt like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was like, there was a sense of like more familiarity because that, like I actually saw the television from that era and right, I was like, right. yep, that's pretty spot on. Yeah. From what I remember. Uh, uh, when he, um, you know, when he did, so he did a Q and a at my session. I assume he did at yours as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One thing he was asked was like about the difference in the way the ads were constructed here. And of course, um, well, for one thing, I, I did learn that he did more. Um, he shot a lot more of the ads himself in this one. Like they, you know, the first one, there was a lot of like actual footage used too. Um, there was more of that. This time he said he filmed a lot more of them himself. Um, although he did use some old footage too. Um, obviously uh, you can tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, um, so that was interesting. But also he was talking about how like in the, in the first one in the eighties, it was about how like everybody, like that was just like such a consumption era. Everybody was consuming media all the time. But in this one, it was supposed to be more like media was consuming you. Like that's what the nineties felt like. It was like slowly becoming more and more like it was just like taking over. Interesting. And I did feel that that was like so, sort of different in, in the way some of the ads were presented um, and just the way they, they were trying to push like, they were trying to be your lifestyle, right? Like, you know, like this is what you want to be as a young boy. You want to be a guy who carries a gun around and shoots your teacher. Like, like it was like trying to like, you know, in a, in a way that the eighties were a little different. Um, it's just, it was interesting. I thought that he, he thought of it differently. Um, and of course somebody asked about an inevitable third installment in the two thousands. And, um, I was like, man, 
that would be too much. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> the two thousands is like it's starting to get like it's starting it's too to get close real. To home, like, um, but it is like the two thousands were a different era. Um and I have no doubt that he would hit that out of the park, especially like some post nine eleven ads era. Oof. Yeah. Um He but, definitely did he pitched a couple of ideas at the uh at the screening and they all seemed to go over pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> he was like yeah, yeah, just make more of this kind of stuff, whatever it is. Uh, it's so fun, and the, the ads element is so fun. Although, unfortunately, it, be, it by the 2000s, it's about to be less like realistic that you'd pick up a, a tape from that era and find it with a bunch of ads on it. Um, by the 2000s, we just didn't do ads the same way. Like, we were starting to lose them. Um, but um, Yeah, know. I mean, like... You you could like have some of these TiVo recording transferred to DVD yes. or something. But you uh, watch, I mean, you watch TV through the internet now. Like I watch Hulu Live. You get the same ads every every break. Not like it used yeah. to be, where it was all different ads all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I feel like you'd have to do like early two thousands, yes. like two thousand three, two thousand five, somewhere yes. in that range. Yeah. Um, we uh, so th- there's an ad in this one for blood gavel three. Oh yeah. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like a judicial themed horror movie. Uh, Lauren liked that in particular. Well, and I wonder why it was like when we went, <laughs> we went to the, uh, the signing after this and like bought the DVDs. So like, can you like say something about blood gavel three on there? So the director wrote on our copy, like help me write blood gavel. <laughs> so <really> yeah <laughs> we'll do it we'll help you write chris lamartina if you're listening we'll help you write blood gavel three please please man i should have like pitched i should have pointed out the podcast home when we had a conversation i should have like brought it up but i didn't yeah i, I was i was like i don't want to i don't want to try to be starstruck like, i mean like i know he's not like famous but he's like extremely attractive and then his wife is there he's also extremely attractive so i was just like i'm like too i'm like a little too flustered right did now. she do the whole like intro thing for you guys too no no it was a little uh, more laid back for us okay yeah so our show started with like did she do did... her aurora gorealis yeah, yeah the aurora gorealis like shock tale hour that was really fun that's so cool like, yeah i, wish I love that. that she's like a horror host too and yes, like yeah. also appears in the movies like they're, yeah they're we should very... be, yeah she's ivy sparks in this movie so yeah uh, yeah um she's obviously a big part of his 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 movie life and light and the, vice versa so that's pretty cool they're a very fun couple like yeah. they, they they were very cool um but yeah i was like i want to mention the podcast but also like, don't want to be I that do, person i don't want to be like self-promoing right now i'm just like i'm trying to play it cool yeah. um but yeah they were very cool very very neat people they're local to uh they're baltimore DC they're baltimore yeah baltimore um. <laughs> baltimore people Love that. Always love like filmmakers coming from other than New York and LA. Yeah. No offense to you New Yorkers out all there. Right, all right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great. It's great to meet local filmmakers um, who are like doing so. I mean, WNUF made a pretty big splash in the horror community. So it did. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting to to see that you know they're just out there, just normal people. Um, so that was fun. 
Yeah, they're pretty um, cool. I it was so cool that we both got to do this in the same week. Um, <laughs> and I didn't like know that there was going to be a screening in my in my in Brooklyn. Um, and friend of the pod, Georgia, was like sent me a, a DM on Instagram of like uh, of a post about it or something. And I was like, oh, holy shit! I wonder if there are tickets. And I looked up and I bought one immediately. Um, <laughs> of course, um, yeah. You and of course, she that. she is a is also a Baltimorean. So of course, that's why she she found out. About Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And if you are a local Baltimorean, uh, I know Aurora Gorealis is doing like a big Halloween party in Baltimore. Of course. Yeah. So definitely check that out if you can. Yes. Uh, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm just looking at the, the budget for the original WNUF is listed as $1,500. Oh my God. I, I believe it. I 100% believe it. I feel like the, the sequel was somewhere on that scale as well. Like it was a few thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about the making of this um, in the Q and a, and it really sounds like this was like, they, they rented out a couple locations for like the, like the studio shoot and stuff like that. But it seems like mostly they were shooting this in like their own backyard and their basement and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Just and especially during COVID too. I mean like that hearing all the, all the troubles they went through with that was really incredible. Uh, this is really intense DIY filmmaking at its best. Right. So cool though. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get so, a chance, you know, uh, Chris Lamartina, Chris, Chris and Melissa Lamartina are like going around and doing other shows. So if you happen to be in a city where they're coming around with a, with a WNUF two screening, go. Um, yeah, if they come to your town, go check them out because this is a really fun show. It's also uh, it brings in a pretty cool crowd of people who are all very into it. Um, yeah, so. yeah. the The vibe at that show was so cool. Like there were yeah. all people there who was just like really into horror. They did this whole thing as part of the uh, like the introduction where they were showing different like Halloween costumes and horror movies on the screen. And, like had people like identify them and people were, like throwing up their hands so fast i'm like damn like i feel like i'm outclassed here right <laughs> yeah I, it like, definitely everybody brings in here knows more about horror horror fans, than me so. yeah which is funny because i would not i mean these movies are definitely like for horror fans um but they're not like super scary hardcore horror either um they're they're definitely like i mean this one anybody could watch i would think like even if yeah you're, like it you just have to like some Halloween season vibes. That's it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, like both, both of these movies are very family friendly. The I'd first say one they're... I would say was a little less. So <laughs> people are like know. getting killed in that house, but yeah, yeah, they're uh, getting killed, but like, come on. Like it, it's not, it's not overly gory or scary. No, or but I don't, well, you know, I don't think my parents would have been happy with me watching that until I hit a marriage. Um, well, yeah, maybe don't show your five-year-old, but you know. But yeah, otherwise it is like, yeah, it's a it, you know both of them are pretty pretty watchable for anyone. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. One interesting thing about this is so the last one I watched on Shutter, and Same, yeah. I assume it is still available somewhere on streaming. Um, Chris LaMartina was specifically talking about during this, how he was not trying to like get this on streaming really quick. Um, 
<laughs> which is interesting. Like he, he he said, like he was he was more interested in like just like building an audience locally, which is it's an interesting approach. Well, I think that is very like, from what I could gather of him from the Q and A and our very brief conversation when I was buying DVDs and chatting briefly. Um, the theater I went to was called the Film Noir Cinema. Um, it's here in Brooklyn. It's in like um, Greenpoint. Yeah, it's pretty small. Um, you know, like, um, the area where they did the, you know, the theater and Q and a was all in the same room, but then like the, the, they set up like merch out in the, the, just like the lobby of the theater, which Uh is also, it's also a video rental shop, um, which is so fitting for, um, this movie to be screened at a (laughs) video rental space. Um, I wish it were more convenient to me because they had a pretty extensive collection of like, um, so I'll definitely have to try to find ways to find excuses to make my way out there more. Um. Also, I paid like $11 so for the ticket. So actually, like also plenty of excuses because they're not expensive, um, yeah, um, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, but um, yeah, so it was pretty small. So they're like a lot of like the conversations were not necessarily like one on one. Like they were just like chatting with everyone, which is pretty cool. Um, anyway, so I get the impression that's just like what he wants. He wants to like meet people, too. He wants to meet like fans and yeah. fellow, fellow enthusiasts of the genre and things like that. Um putting it on streaming you can't do that um so that was good for the first one but you know in this one now in a time of i don't want to say post-covid because that feels wrong because obviously it still exists but um you know now that things are happening again now's a prime time to get like out there you know he couldn't do that for a few years Uh so yeah and and another thing that he talked about during the q a was like how selling this movie over the internet creates like another layer of the immersive experience Like he was saying how like when he mails out the tapes for this, it actually comes from like Tony's tape dungeon. Trader Trader Tony's tape tape dungeon, dungeon. which is a fictional company within the universe of WNUF. Yeah. He talked about that too. Yeah. (laughs) They sell like old VHS tapes of like weird oddities and TV stuff like this. So it, like if you're if you go and buy a DVD or a VHS from them, which they do have some VHS tapes of these things, um, you're taking part in the extended universe yeah. of this this film franchise, which is pretty cool. It is pretty. Um, cool. This is a neat thing that they're trying to build. Um, so definitely, if you're interested in this kind of shit, go see if they're doing a show near you and go see that. If not. You can also buy these movies online right now. Um, yes. Their site is wnuf.bigcartel.com. Yes. Uh, other than that, I mean, who knows when this sequel is going to come to streaming? Um, I think the original is still streaming, but we don't know when the sequel is going to hit. But it's definitely worth hunting down if you can. It's also like I feel like it's a good thing to have as a DVD. Um, like, like, first of all, it's meant to be oh, a yeah. physical media object because this movie clearly has a reverence for the the era of physical media, both of them. Um, also, it's like such prime, like, I mean, it's it's by the nature of what it is, it's such prime, like, carving a pumpkin setting up on Halloween night background noise movie vibes. Like, you can yes, just, like, put it on absolutely. like while you're getting ready, and like, it's like so perfect for that. It's a great thing to have laying around for something like that. Um, yeah, when you so want to like do all like the commercials sort of and everything. Yeah, yeah, it all just like at different kinds of Halloween vibes just coming at you left it's and right. It's kind of crazy how movies like this and just like being in 2022 in general has made me like nostalgic for the era of ubiquitous commercials. Like, 
Um, yeah, I think it's yeah. maybe I think it's made me nostalgic for like local commercials. Is what it exactly is. Like, commercials like, nowadays are so just like commercials big that companies don't everywhere all the time. Like if you're watching like Hulu or something with commercials, you just see the same commercials again and again and again. And like even as much as we hated commercials in the '90s, at least they used to switch them up a little bit more I mean, than they that. Were often, I cannot stress enough how much different it is to see like commercials for like local businesses as opposed to like seeing another fucking commercial for like a fucking Honda or a state or farm an Amazon or, or state farm. Like I don't need to see those ads. I know those companies like exactly. You don't yeah. need to sell yourself to me anymore. If I want to buy your, co- your product, I will like, I like how th- there's a, there's a storyline in this movie about how like the mattress salesman has been offering two good deals and he's going to jail for it. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> also the alien themed ad that was happening. What was that for? Was that for mattresses too? I can't remember um, where it was like, they were like in space. They were like, these are out of this world. It might, that um, might've been it. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, um, there were so many good ads and it, it, it really does take you back to an era where like the ads were like that really cheesy, shitty visual thing that they used to do. It's it, it was such such a different era. Now, like every ad is like a company trying to get a huge name to sell you something. Um, yeah, yeah. The vibe of the ads in this is like if you've ever seen that fake commercial that's made to look like like a Capri Sun commercial from the '90s or something, oh my God. <laughs> but it goes like horribly wrong halfway through, yeah. and like all the <laughs> children get mutated and fused together or something. Yes. Like, I'll probably I'll try to link that in the show notes. Was that, that Capri that- Sun or was it Gushers? I can't remember. Well, it it's like a fake product. Yeah, but yeah. It, it it has the vibe of like both Capri Sun yeah, and because those Gushers, Gushers ones and, like, where they those... got the big spooky heads. I mean, that was like a very upsetting commercial. It's the one, style. whatever the one was where the kids turned into liquid, like that. That's yeah. That's no, I I, I know the fake though. one you're talking about. I just always <laughs> thought it was um thinking of Gushers because that was one of the ones where they would eat one and their head would turn yeah. into a giant watermelon or something. Oh yeah, that's true. It also reminds me of the, the secret world of Alex Mack. Oh my God. Yes. Wow. <laughs> 90s wow. TV show. God. Okay. We're getting too deep into the nineties right now, but yes, go check out both WNUF Halloween special and the sequel, the out there Halloween mega tape. Yeah. Please. Very good. Great Halloween vibes. And as we said, the perfect thing to turn on in the background when you're carving pumpkins, when you're doing your, your costume makeup and everything. Yeah, yeah. Doing your costume makeup, drying your face by the air conditioner, whatever it <laughs> you is. Know how we love drying <laughs> our faces by the air conditioner on this podcast. Yeah. Um, um, that's, that's the vibe that is brought here. And it's so good. Yeah. All right. With that, yeah. let me do my shooter. Um, okay yeah the drinking describe the shooter here yeah well i've already talked about a little bit but um it it has jaeger it has apple cider it has a little bit of triple sec to add some citrusy punch and then it has some firewater tincture and you rinse your shooter glass with absinthe um then you put the shooter in the glass which i just did if you could hear that (laughs) and now i will take it Ooh, ooh. Actually, not bad. Um, <laughs> How's that hit? I thought it'd be, ooh, the aftertaste is what I want. So I wanted the aftertaste to taste a little bit like death, and it did. Um, so, um, yeah. Actually, not bad. The, like, spicy kick kind of helped. 
and the apple cider actually goes well with Jaeger and the spicy, um, which is why I did that. And I did, I should be clear. I had mulled cider. It wasn't just like apple cider from a jug. I had mulled some cider over the weekend and let, had some serious cider. Fridge. Yeah. Not um, that joke cider. Yeah. I did mull it like in like, like a crock pot for like a few hours over the weekend. Really molded over. Yes. I get really <laughs> into fall. I really love my mulled cider. I love it. I love it. Um, you gotta do it right. Remember when we I watched Fear Street and it made like Vossel in like the middle of the summertime <laughs> because I was just like, I fucking need it right now. Um, you need so to match the vibes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um let me so, grab my terrifier drink before we continue. Okay. Well, so we may we may cut the episode here. That is and make possible. make a part Possibly two. Smart. Make a part two. So in case that happens. I'm closing us out here, okay. but stay tuned for part two very soon. And until next time, find us on Twitter at buzzed on movies, email us buzzed on movies at gmail.com. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. We'll see you at the movies. We're in Trader Tony's tape dungeon. Waiting. Waiting. Waiting for the UFO to come. <laughs>